Good afternoon. This is Elizabeth Smith-McCrossan here to provide you with my weekly constituency MLA update. Today is Monday, October the 18th. My mission as MLA for Cumberland North is to rebuild Cumberland North together with you, building on a foundation of truth and justice, determination and dedication, servant leadership, and honesty. And together we can build on the pillars of timely access to health care when needed, poverty reduction and empowering all people, taking care of our earth and our environment, as well as building entrepreneurship and business. Working as a member of the Legislative Assembly is always about serving you, the people. You elected me to office to do just that. This service can take many forms from helping someone get their culvert fixed to helping an entrepreneur get a business plan completed to tabling legislation to make changes to improve the laws of this province for Nova Scotia. Laws and legislation then flow through regulations and policy and lead how all of our provincial services are to be delivered. I believe that in a perfect world, The work that we do every day for our constituents, for you as MLAs, this is known as constituency work. This should help to identify changes that are needed in legislation, in our laws. We normally have a spring and a fall session of the legislature where existing laws are amended or new laws are tabled and debated and voted on um, if government calls them for second reading. So last week, the Nova Scotia Legislature began the fall session. Tuesday was the throne speech read by the Lieutenant Governor, Arthur LeBlanc. The speech is prepared, of course, by the Premier's office, and it's read by the Lieutenant Governor. The throne speech really gives an opportunity to better understand what the priorities are going to be for this session and upcoming sessions by the government in power. So the throne speech this fall really reflected the campaign of the PC party. So there weren't a lot of surprises on Tuesday and a large focus of the throne speech was on the proposed changes to healthcare management, which of course we all know is desperately needed. Wednesday in the legislature is always opposition day, meaning that opposition parties can call any of their bills for second reading allowing an opportunity for debate on the ideas that they want to put together uh, forward for MLAs to consider. The opposition days rotate between the Liberal and and the NDP based on their number of seats. So this past Wednesday was Liberal Opposition Day, and they called two of their bills for second reading on the topic of housing. Thursday and Friday, the governing party tabled legislation and four bills were called for second reading and passed by their majority government. These bills are now forwarded to Law Amendments Committee, and I would like to read through those bills to let you know um, that they will be going to Law Amendments Committee today on Monday, uh, starting at 5 o'clock this evening. It may be a little late to request to present in person, but if you were interested in presenting uh, in last minute in person, or by, by submitting an email uh, submission, you can certainly call the legislative office. The number is 902-424-8941. The email is legc 
dot office at novascotia.ca. So the bills are Bill Number One, the Elections Act, which is an amendment to the Elections Act, and it is proposing that we have a fixed election date here in Nova Scotia. We'll be the last province in the country to do so. So uh, I was really pleased to see see this amendment to the Elections Act. However, I'm hearing from a lot of people that they don't necessarily agree with the proposed date, which is July the 15th. We would be the only province in the country of Canada to have a summer fixed election date. Every other province is October or in the spring. So certainly if you have an opinion on that, please send that through to Law Amendments Committee. Uh, Bill number four, Public Archives Act, is just an amendment to the bill and it's really a housekeeping item to ensure that the province can apply for federal funding. Bill number 11, Protecting Access to Health Services Act. That is a new bill presented by the government um, which is looking at creating a 50 meter bubble zone around um, areas that provide healthcare services like physicians' offices or hospitals and where you would people would be prohibited from protesting within 50 meters of these areas that provide healthcare services. Bill number 13 is an amendment to the Police Act and this amendment would allow the serious incident response um, team to work collaboratively with police um, in New Brunswick. So it is a bill that will allow greater collaboration between Nova Scotia and New Brunswick and uh, for the Police Act. So I was really pleased to see that and hoping that we'll see more legislation in the months to come and in the years to come working on better collaboration here in our maritime provinces. As your MLA, I did table uh, three bills last week. I, built, I tabled a bill each day, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And they were bills that were supported by the PC caucus that are now in government. So I'm assuming that they will consider looking at implementing these bills that I tabled last week. So I'll go through those three bills with you now. The first one was tabled was entitled An Act to Protect Children Abusing Drugs. And this bill was put forth as a result of parents coming to me over the last four years when their child had left home and were living in unsafe situations due to, to uh, drug addictions. Most often the living situations that they, had, that they were in that were dangerous were literally in drug houses. And due to the age of the, their youth, uh, neither law enforcement nor community services were legally able to take any action to remove the youth from this dangerous situation. So there's been a gap, uh, usually between the ages of 16 and 18, where law enforcement or community services um, can't legally take any action to remove youth from unsafe situations. Alberta had similar legislation to this bill that I proposed last week. Uh, and they've had that in legislation since 2006. I Last year, actually, I think it was two years ago when I first started working on this bill, I spoke with the director of the program from Alberta, and she shared with me some of the changes that they had implemented um, as some of the lessons learned since 2006. And again, the whole purpose of the bill is just to ensure that our youth can be removed from very dangerous, life-threatening situations 
to bring them uh, into safety. So a mom actually found this Alberta legislation um, when going through a very difficult time and asked for us to have something similar here in Nova Scotia to protect our youth. So looking forward to working with government on trying to bring something like this forward here in Nova Scotia. The second bill that I tabled last week was entitled Healthcare for New and Expectant Mothers Act. And this is a new bill and it's a result of mothers coming to me over the last four years upset that they no longer had access to resources during their pregnancy or after their, they had given childbirth. In some cases, new mothers didn't have any um, home visits with their newborn and often missing opportunities to identify serious concerns in the home. Uh, other mothers suffered from severe pelvic pain uh, and dysfunction or and or postpartum depression or alcoholism uh, during the pregnancy, which leads, of course, to fetal alcohol syndrome. So the purpose of this act is to support the health of new and expectant mothers by lowering rates, um, by lowering postpartum depression, urinary incontinence, pelvic organ prolapse, painful intercourse, generalized pelvic hip and back pain, uh, increasing breastfeeding rates for women who choose to breastfeed, and in health, enhancing healthy infant care and outcome. So very important bill. I'm really hoping that we see some changes there uh, personally. And as your MLA, I feel that um, investing into the lives of mothers and newborn children in our society is literally probably one of the best investments we would ever make uh, as a government. The third bill that I introduced last week was an amendment to an existing act, and it's called the Involuntary Psychiatric Treatment Act, so I was proposing an amendment. This bill is a result of patients and families uh, coming to me over the last four years, really some of the most heartbreaking situations and stories that I see as your MLA are around the lack of resources and supports uh, for those suffering from mental illness, especially in emergency situations. So Cumberland County um, does not have access to psychiatric, psychiatric care here when people are having an emergency illness related to their mental health. Cumberland Regional is the only regional healthcare facility in the province that is currently not included in this piece of legislation, the Involuntary Psychiatric Treatment Act. Uh, so that, that means, if you break it down, it means that any person requiring a psychiatric assessment for um, involuntary treatment means they have to leave Cumberland, they have to leave our regional hospital to have that psychiatric assessment completed. So some patients have to wait in a locked room uh, in the emergency department for, for days uh, alone as they wait for another hospital to take them. Most people are sent to Truro for this assessment and often they're immediately discharged home after having this psych assessment, often with no, no follow-up organized uh, with local mental health professionals. And so if this bill were to pass, it would allow psychiatrists that work here in Cumberland County to be able to complete these assessments here locally. And although we don't have enough psychiatrists here now, currently, to get this work done, I do believe 
um, through concerted efforts, both locally and provincially, that we can recruit more physicians uh, here, more psychiatrists here. And I think it's important that the psychiatrists that we do recruit here are able to do their assessments here at our hospital. Most importantly, uh, it will help improve the care for patients and their families here in Cumberland. That's what it's that's what it's all about. So I do have several more bills that I'm getting prepared and will be tabling in the future days uh, in this legislative session. As independent MLA, I was actually able to hire my own legislative staff. Normally that funding would go through to the caucus uh, of the party that an MLA belongs to, but because I'm an independent here in Cumberland North. I'm able to actually use that money to hire somebody here locally. So I want to welcome Kate Saxton to our Cumberland North team. Kate lives in Wentworth, Nova Scotia. She has previous experience as a legislative page in the legislature, as well as a research and policy analyst for seven years. So she's been an invaluable asset to me over the last week and a half in preparing for this session. She's uh, working right alongside Dan Gould, my constituency assistant, currently in the Amherst office. I am hoping to find office space in either Pugwash, Wallace, or Malagash for my legislative office in the coming months. So if anyone knows of any um, good commercial office space in either one of those three communities, please let me know. It's important that the space is uh, accessible and um, if it's not, we could work with the landlord to try to to try and make sure that it could be as well. So if anyone has any leads on any space, please let me know. Uh, each week in the legislature, I have an opportunity to read member statements to honor good work that's being done here in Cumberland North. So if you know of someone or an organization that should, should receive uh, special recognition in the legislature, please call my office and share this information with my assistant, Dan Gould. Our office phone number is 902-661-2288, or you can email Dan at daniel.gould at novascotia.ca. This past week, I read two member statements. The first one, I honored uh, Louise Cloutier and Maureen Leahy, along with the Pugwash Communities in Bloom. And it was further work with the Pugwash Open Air Gallery. The Pugwash Open Air Gallery is a cultural project under the umbrella of the Pugwash Communities in Bloom. It encourages the development of artistic excellence, stimulates the awareness of an interest in visual arts. And this is accomplished through the acquisition and installation of an accessible outdoor gallery. And outdoor art gallery, I should say. And it's comprised of reproductions of artwork by local contemporary artists youth to seniors on the exterior walls of buildings in the Pugwash village. In phase one, seven installations were erected in the village. This community endeavor has garnered national recognition from Canadian communities in bloom, winning both the outstanding achievement for youth involvement as well as the outstanding achievement for Heritage Conservation Awards for 2021. So I do want to uh, mention that to everyone today in this update, and I want to congratulate Louise as well as Maureen and the whole committee for Pugwash Communities in Bloom for their national, national recognition and for their continued work in the village of Pugwash. And I look look forward to seeing uh, more great, great work 
uh, in the years ahead. Last week, I also read a member statement to recognize Allison Lair and her community development team, Ellen Gaudet and Amanda Mullen, at the Cumberland YMCA here in Amherst. Together with Affordable Housing Association of Nova Scotia, they've developed a four-unit affordable housing complex here in Amherst. This site hosts a two-bedroom apartment as well as a pair of one-bedroom units and an accessible bachelor unit. So we know there's a, a large housing crisis here in Cumberland North and throughout Nova Scotia, and we need more projects like these to help the community and those who need affordable housing. Really, we need all levels of housing here in this area. I receive calls and messages every day now from people who are frustrated, can't find a place to live, they're worried uh, that they're not going to be able to find a place that they can afford as well. So I would like to thank Allison and her team, Ellen and Amanda, for their work in our community to help bring awareness uh, and helping with those housing needs. Also in the legislature, we have question period. It occurs each in each session daily from Tuesday through Friday. So this past week on Wednesday, I asked the Minister of Health questions regarding our nursing shortage here in Cumberland and uh, just to make sure that she was aware of the situation and that we are working with health management with the, with the Northern Zone. And on Friday, I asked the Minister of Mental Health uh, questions about the lack of access to our mental health services. This minister, the Honourable Brian Comer, is an MLA from Sydney, responded to my question by offering to come here to Cumberland to meet with me and others here to hear more about the concerns, and he is going to work with us to come up with solutions together. So my staff, Dan, will be ensuring that that um, meeting is set up as soon as the legislature is completed. Last week, my staff, Dan, assisted also with many issues that came in through the office, through email and Facebook and phone messages. Uh, lack of housing accommodations was one of the large problems for many individuals and families. COVID, uh, there is new data and research being released uh, really on a weekly basis, if not daily basis. There's currently, as Many of you listening know many opinions on just about everything to do with COVID, from vaccines to testing and beyond. The research that I read recently does show that vaccination does reduce the incidence of illness and hospitalization due to COVID-19. Vaccinated and non-vaccinated persons can become infected with the COVID virus. And because of this, I believe improved access to asymptomatic and rapid testing would be beneficial. Rapid tests are available to the public in Halifax, but not here in rural Nova Scotia. So I did send a letter to the Minister of Health on Friday requesting asymptomatic and rapid testing to be available here in Cumberland North. And I'll certainly be updating everyone when and if that becomes available. Our new federal member of parliament, Dr. Stephen and Ellis, and I met on Friday to talk about the issues that we can work on together. The highest priority, of course, is doctor and nursing shortage and the need for recruitment and retention. We discussed immediate, short-term, and long-term plans. And Dr. Ellis will join our meeting today, Monday, uh, this afternoon, with the mayors of Cumberland, 
in Amherst, Tory Russian, MLA for Cumberland South, as well as the chairs of our hospital health boards, along with the healthcare management team of the Northern Zone. Our goal is to ensure each hospital in Cumberland County is functioning at its fullest capacity so that you can receive timely access to the highest quality of healthcare service. I would like to extend birthday and anniversary greetings to anyone celebrating this week, including on Monday, Robin Thompson, Veronica Richards, and Tammy Cook-Allen. On Tuesday, Taylor Ripley and Michelle Smith. On Wednesday, are one of our paramedics, Chris McCarthy. Thursday, Fallon Mayhew and Mike LeBlanc. On, and on Friday, one of our teachers, Michelle Stubbert. I would like to extend my sympathies to anyone who has lost a loved one recently, including the family and friends of Aubrey Kenneth Dunlop, William or Bill Edward Barry, Arthur Chapman, dear little Remington Roberts, and John Patrick Feely. Please accept my condolences. I would like to thank Mr. Ron Bickle and CFTA 107.9 for providing me with this opportunity to provide you with this MLA constituency update for Cumberland North. Over the next few weeks, I will have to be in Halifax to attend the legislative session in person. My office is still open 8.30 to 4.30 every day at 5 Ratchford Street in Amherst. My phone number is 902-661-2288 and my email address is elizabeth.smith-macrossan at novascotia.ca. I'm here to serve you and my staff are there to help help me to serve you. I will never take for granted being elected to represent you in the Nova Scotia Legislature. Cumberland North will be well represented and the government will hear your voice through me. One thing I heard during the election this summer from people is that one of the reasons there's a lack of interest in voting is because people feel that once people are elected, they are never heard from again until the next election. But you know that that is not the case with me. I am here to serve you all in Cumberland North, and I want our area of the province to prosper and to grow. And I need you to help me to accomplish this. I need you to help set goals, big goals, to grow and to rebuild our area through investment, starting new businesses, supporting existing ones, and to dream big. I will do everything within my power to work with you and all organizations so that we can see Cumberland North thrive. Not just Cumberland North, all of Cumberland County, all of the Northern region of Nova Scotia, our maritime region and our country. Together, we can accomplish this. Please take care of yourselves and take care of one another. Have a great week.